Hi. Hey, Maggie. Hi. Miss Producer. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> oh, we're already having so much fun. It's like you press record and then everything's funnier. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We like to make it like a really awkward beginning just to kind of keep things moving and make us laugh to just off the bat. For the viewers, we don't we don't plan anything of what's going to happen. And then we just hit record and then Jeremy looks at me and <laughs> I mean, it starts talking. That's not completely true. We kind of we planned who's going to be here today. We did. Yeah, but Actually, I forgot to take a that's the oh, easy yeah, part. Yeah, we always forget to do this part. <gasps> hey. <laughs> okay, got it. Uh, yeah, so what's up? Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Standby Moments podcast. Boop, boop. You are here with Maggie Martin, Jeremy LeCompte, and Whitney Petrie. Hey, Whitney. Hey, Maggie. So good to be here with you guys today. Yeah. What's new? What is, listen, a lot is new as of this recording. Um, well, we're going to talk about it. We released, a, uh, uh, our work released at our church released a single, a cover today. Nice. That's really exciting. I've been seeing it. I will say this morning I was looking for the video and so I <laughs> called Jeremy and I said, Jeremy, where's the video? And he's like, it's not ready yet. I was like, okay, I'll wait to listen to it then. I care way more about the video. <laughs> yeah. I came in yesterday and, uh, Jeremy and Hannah were editing the video and Jeremy was like, Maggie, watch this and, and. If you don't have the same reaction that me and Hannah did, I'm going to be mad. So I'm watching it, waiting for something to happen. And then they're like, you didn't see it? It was so good. I'm like, guys, I've watched this video so many times. I know it's good. I, I, I know it's good. I can't react anymore to it. Well, listen, what was what was good was the dadgum coloring I did. You were supposed to be wowed by the coloring. Oh. And you didn't wow. We were, I told you to put it on the computer, uh, the big screen. We were watching it on a computer. I was across the room, bad angles. I didn't notice anything. But it was a MacBook Pro M1 Max chip. Not an M2. Wow. So there's a song out there, guys. Yeah, the yeah. point is we released uh, a song, and it was really fun and a lot of hard work. And we're all very proud of it, I think. Yeah. I'm proud good. of it. I didn't listen it? to it yet. What? I've been oh listening God. to another podcast. I have to get through that, and then I can listen to it. It does. It, <laughs> it does what? So, what else is new in the world of the Mag- the Maggie? Uh, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I was going to say, nothing new, but it's very new. It is very new. Everything's new. new. Uh, yeah, I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, I'll be a while in, but... I guess a kind of big announcement. I will not be uh, a part-time weekly employee to the Bayou Church, so I'm no longer Jeremy's assistant. He can't tell me what to do anymore. It's really unfortunate. (laughs) I'm going to still try, though. Yeah. This is my final week uh, here in this kind of role. Which is fine. Like I, I feel like the song released, but I had no part in it because I really wasn't here for it, and it was all just music stuff mostly. We should make a distinction. Maggie will still be on the podcast because the podcast has nothing to do with the Bayou. But mm. yeah, correct. Yeah, so. correct. This is yeah, not the Bayou, but uh, yeah, I'll still be here for. What are we going to talk about then? All we've <laughs> ever talked about is the Bayou so far. Yeah, maybe we won't talk about the Bayou. <laughs> We're going to expand our horizons. Now. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll still be here on Sundays that I want to be. Uh, Oof. 
There it is. So just for everyone listening, it was like, I'm not going anywhere to, I'm not going anywhere to, I'll be here when I want to be. <laughs> and I want to be all the time. There we go. So there it's going to be great. But yeah, I'm going to be working at a company uh, and I will be doing, I'll be there head of the lighting department so i'll be uh basically uh and not integrating but uh designing lighting for spaces architecture uh entertainment and otherwise do you get to do some kind of fun new training do you will you be able to travel to go and like to go to like uh the lighting what's that lighting thing that the big show lighting show uh yeah i think so i'll i mean i'll travel over the the south louisiana region uh and out of the south to go uh look at places but yeah i hope i get to do some training and stuff i really want to go to ldi i think you're, that, you're talking about ldi that thing but i that's very entertainment lighting which is my niche and Whenever I was talking to my new, well, the owner of the company, I was like, just so you know, I will lean in towards this because that's what I like. I understand that's not where we're going to make our, the most money, and I accept this, but <laughs> it's what I enjoy, so I'm going to be doing it a lot. So, yeah, hopefully uh, I'll, I'll go to those events, and then I'll learn more on like low-voltage lighting, designing for conference rooms, and that kind of stuff. So that's yeah. really exciting. Yeah, we I don't quite know what it's going to be yet, so I can't talk a lot about it. Not out of like discretion, just I don't know yet. Sure. Uh, I'm excited because it's. I think I'm going to kind of shape what it's going to be. Hopefully, so we'll see in a couple of weeks. We'll check back of of what it's shaping up to be and what I've learned. That's really exciting. We're excited for you, Maggie. Yeah. So, I'll be honest. If you don't know me, <clears throat> I just really enjoy my people. And so I was actually last night. So at the airing of the, well, the recording of this is the 15th, which is one of our friends' birthday today. But additional to that, it is the beginning of season three of Ted Lasso. Is that correct? Today? No. today. no, I thought next week. The 15th. He's saying the airing of this, will, which will be on the oh, 15th. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, this. five days. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Fact check. This is why we have a Whitney. No, so, this won't come out five days. This will come out in, in four weeks. Nonetheless... Ted Lasso is coming out soon, and so I had to finish watching season three, two. I finished it last night for the second time, uh-huh. and there's a part, okay? <laughs> there's, there's a part in this, in this when Ted and the counselor lady, okay? Do you guys remember this? She mm-hmm. was, she's the counselor that came for, for the... So t- <laughs> Ted finally and her had finally had a breakthrough while she was ending her time uh, at at the at the football club, and instead of like telling her bye, t- telling her goodbyes to everyone, she wrote a letter. Mm. And Ted did, was because he loves people was doing like this big old thing. And he had this whole thing planned out, and he was so excited to like surprise her and invite her to a surprise birthday party and do this like a bye 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 in sync dance off thing with all of the players. You guys remember this? Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> Ted comes in looking for her, and she leaves. It's like the straight old Irish goodbye. Like she just never came back, and he was so upset. <laughs> 
and, and then Higgins, he's like, Higgins is like, uh, hey, she wrote you a letter. He's like, I don't want no letter. And he like turned around and ran off. And then Higgins did some really silly pun. <laughs> and he turns around. And he said, that was really good, dang it. And he pulls... <laughs> He pulls the letter and then runs off. And then a couple of scenes later, he like chase. He's like standing at the door of the of the lady. She shows up, and he's like, "I've been here waiting for you, and I gotta really use the John, but it's gonna wait a little bit longer. You left without telling me goodbye." And like it's this big moment. And I had this revelation last night when you. Uh, I've been grumpy since you said that you were transitioning. <laughs> Finally admitting yes. it. And, <laughs> and, it's, and it's because I'm a lot like Ted. Uh, the, uh, goodbyes are, are a big deal, and so it makes me sad. Uh, even yeah, though I know I, you're still going to be around. It's been, it's been pretty rough these past <laughs> few weeks. <laughs> He's been so grumpy. Literally, I, I mean, there's been avoiding in all him. fairness, there's a lot of other things going on. Uh, but that was just like the, the icing that took the cake. And so it made me, it, it, and I was just grumpy about it. <laughs> and it, and watching it last night just made me laugh because I'm like, me and Ted are, or I'm, I am just like Ted mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And I love that. And it, it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm like the, I, would, I would identify with that, except I'm not going to write anybody letters. <laughs> I don't uh, do well with that. So I'm just going to leave. We're just going to keep going <laughs> to lunch. One day I <laughs> just won't show up. <laughs> <laughs> you won't leave a letter or anything. Well, that's what Ted did. But to be at the fair, bar. you've been the one pushing me out. No, I told you this. No, I told, no, no, no. no okay. I told Jeremy this other day. I said, I said you've been calling me a lot less since I told you that I was leaving. I was like, you used to call me at least every other day. He has not called me since. So if anything comes out in the wash and he's like, you don't talk to me anymore, it's because he doesn't call me. I never did, so I shouldn't be responsible for reaching out. He he still has to call me. That's terrible. Well, why don't you true. ever call me? Because I don't oh want. I, we're not getting into this. <laughs> all right. I feel very d- validated because all this week you have been like. Well, it, listen. Like and I, I was said, just like, are other... you, I know you're sad about Maggie. He's like, no, I'm not. It's fine. And I was like, no, that ended last week. We know each other week. so well. That ended last week. This week was that. other things. <laughs> but nonetheless, I was grumpy. I was sad. Grumpy. And so Remember. I just end okay, relationships. Buddy. It's just how it goes. So like if someone's like, yeah, I'm leaving and I, and I have time to grieve it. Mm-hmm. Once I'm done with the grieving process, then we're done. But I need time. But There's you missed her last week. <laughs> I missed her. Yeah. I went yeah. fishing. You were so ticked off at her. <laughs> yeah. That I was like, hey, I'm out. leaving. He was like, great. We have so much to do this week. I'm going fishing Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, the day that I come in? Cool. That's fun. And then it was a whole, the lighting changed, and you were mad about that. It, it's fine. I told uh, Aaron, I, I was like, yeah, Jeremy's been really grumpy lately. And he told me he called you. He did call me. He's like, hey, man, I heard you're grumpy. Like, what do you want? <laughs> he said, you okay? I'm great. Everything's great, Aaron. And then five minutes after I got off the phone with him, I got another phone call from Ethan. And I said, did, 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 did somebody call all these people and tell them I was grumpy? Because everyone's calling me. And I, this is what Corey does for me. When she knows that I'm stressed or sad, she'll call my friends and tell them to call me. She's a really great wife. No, I just had to talk to other people because you didn't call me. So I was like, Aaron, uh, Jeremy's grumpy. I guess I'll call Ethan. Daggum. This is that really good communication that we have. Right? Like, we, like, <laughs> I'm well, serious. Like in, in listening to all this, it goes, goes back to that first episode where it's like, we get we're so in life together 
because of what we're doing and the people that we are, that whenever it's like time to tear away, we get really upset, but it's also we really support, but we show it in the weirdest way possible. <laughs> I'm really happy for you. <laughs> you should do it. It's a good, it's a good choice for your life. Dang it. Yeah, that's so that's what's new. Um, well, congratulations, Maggie. Thanks. We're all really excited for you. So excited for you and your new company, people. Genuinely. She's going to work for a really great person, so I'm excited. Yeah, he's a real dirtbag. I hope he listens to this. <laughs> he's not. He's not going to listen to this. <laughs> but if he does, text me because I want to know you listen to it. <laughs> all right. So that's enough about us. Yes. We've got somebody, speaking of the really tight-knit family, friends that we speak about so often, this guy right here that you can't see yet is uh, is somebody. So, <laughs> uh, so he was friends with my wife before he was friends with me, uh, and he was friends with my wife before he was friends with any of us, right? You didn't know him, Whitney, did you? I had met him a few times, but I didn't really know him, know him. I knew him from my, from my friend Gracie. So, oh, yes. right. Ooh, okay. Yes. So when Corey and I first started dating or just got married, she's like, hey, there's this guy. I, you need to meet him. And I said, uh, I don't know if I want to. And she said, no, he's fantastic. You're going to love him. You guys are a lot alike. And I said, mm, all right. And so we went to dinner one night at the Tsunami. I eat some sushi downtown. And at the time, I was doing student ministry and IT and technology. And she was like, oh, dude, he's a student guy. And I said, really? And she said, yeah, he's like a Catholic student minister. And I said, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> Those Catholics. Those Catholics. And then I was like, I bet he's going to drink wine, too. <laughs> we went to dinner, and he drank wine. <laughs> Bottle? For those who are listening, I, I kind of grew up, my like, my background was, like, uh, you know, Southern Baptist and, you know, very, uh, what do you call that, uh, when you are legalistic. I was very legalistic in my, and just who I was as a believer. Uh, anyway, so we went to dinner one time, and I was like, that dude's a joke. I don't know if I like him. And then, like, a year went by later. I think a whole, almost a whole year. Right, and uh, and we went to dinner again, and then he said something about a camera, and I was like, okay, we can have a conversation, I guess. I was such a, I'm such a, I am a yeah. loser, and anyway, so glad you admitted it. Uh, <laughs> and so like we hit it off the second go round, and then we started talking a little bit more and a little bit more, and all of a sudden we were like hanging out and having coffee, doing lunches, and then we we're doing some work together. Uh, no, we didn't do that. Yeah, you called me one day. You're like, hey, I need an extra, I need a, uh, an extra video. I need help on a shoot. And I was like, okay, cool. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm happy to come help. And you said, great, just come with me. And like, I think that just kind of transformed our relationship. We had a little bromance going on after that. It's funny because you're talking to him about him and yeah. asking him questions. So, <laughs> we, have, we, have, we have yet to introduce him. It's coming. So. <laughs> We're just gonna continue. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I'm patiently waiting to speak. <laughs> it's the it's because you said don't speak until don't it's say time. anything. Yeah. So Anyways, I can't answer your questions I know. while you're speaking. I know. Okay, we all right. Both ask some questions. Okay, it's just like <laughs> <silent>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So all that to say, 
we have made an incredible friend slash brother who is the great, the magnificent, the wonderful, the one and only Jamie Aurelian. Boom, boom. <laughs> that's the, that's the time I'd press a button, but you don't I, know which ones I haven't labeled label. the buttons yet. Yeah, actually, there's a Watch. That is the... Uh, Mandalorian. <laughs> hey Dude, I'm in an arena. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. <laughs> That's it. Jamie. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this, has been, this has been a long time coming. Jamie, welcome to the Standby Moments podcast. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. We've been talking about this for a long time, actually. You ever, You are another person that... I've had this long conversation with of uh, someone I want to do a podcast with. That's awesome. And I'm here now. You're here now. I'm finally yeah. able to. Thanks for your patience. You're a busy boy. <laughs> because, yeah, it's been a bit hectic. When we talked about it, I had like tons of time. Now I don't. But you didn't even then, honestly. Yeah. Because when we talked about it, neither of us had any time. It was just a dream. Mm. I didn't know that y'all, y'all knew each other that long. Because I thought, whenever I started working, you phrased it as like, oh, I just started hanging out with these guys. <laughs> mm. And I was like, okay. And I thought that y'all are fairly new friends, but y'all have been knowing each other for a while. It's, these guys being the J3 guys? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say um, COVID, ironically, like really, um, what's the word, fast-tracked? the communal relationship between mm. J3. Um, but, yeah, getting into tech, I mean, I was at Sacred Heart and, uh, you know, technical director there amongst a million other things. And I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I mean, I, 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 I lie. I, I knew a bit of what I was doing, but I wanted to constantly elevate it. And I was always calling Jeremy for questions. And then in comes Josh as part of the questions. And then it's like when I get the first question to me, I'm like giddy because like somebody asked me a question. (laughs) It, It reminds me of that scene from National Treasure when they're in the like maybe it's a dressing room like they're in a little store and. You know, he goes to the guy and like asks him a question. He's like, "Wait, you don't know this? Oh my goodness! Here's my moment." <laughs> so I felt very much like I had my first standby moment um, when they asked me a question. So, because you're really smart. Good. Yeah, I'm. I'm smarter now because of you. Oh, stop it! I that mean, you can keep telling me. It's sweet. It makes me makes me smile. Maggie never tells me nice things like that. Oh, my well, gosh. Maggie knows when you need them and when you need just to be tamed, I guess. You know? I heard that. Yeah. You have to really wow me. So, <laughs> speaking of wow, Maggie, I, I'm sorry. Ever since I knew, which was today, the company that you're going to be working for and the kind of stuff that they do and current projects, I know. I, I want to know from your perspective, what would you do with the lighting in this room? Turn it off. Yeah. I, I was thinking the same <laughs> thing actually yeah, it's that's perfect <laughs> yeah you passed the jamie test yes, you passed 
You can work for me any day. Great. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty rough in here. We have this. It's. I think it's because of that light bulb. There's a. There's a very warm light bulb. <laughs> it's now we're better. halfway in the dark. It's I feel like I need better. to lean to something here. <laughs> Yeah, plug that lamp in. There we go. Uh, Mia probably just came and set these in the, here. Huh? Yes. Yeah. All right, try it. Turn it off now. Oh, great. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I like this better, actually. This is vibey. Nope. <laughs> you know what I like about this? This is the side light. Yeah. Perfect. You know? It's perfect. It feels a little more intentional. <laughs> I can't see anything on Jamie's face. No. It's no. perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mysterious in that way. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> it's funny because I've been having this problem where my eyes, I don't, if any, if any eye doctors listen, please help, because I can't find somebody who takes my insurance. But my eyes are getting sensitive to light, like mm-hmm. drastic changes. I think I have dry eye. But, uh, yeah, I can't see anything right now. I probably need glasses. Sounds like a challenge for someone working in the <laughs> lighting world. Yeah, it's see? really, really unfortunate. Maybe That's you work about. in the dark too much with very specific light, so it's like you kind of, you're more like a nocturnal creature now that can see at night better than they can during the day probably so because i don't like i don't like big lights on. it's morphing time i think you're, you're changing <laughs> nice all right well jamie why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself tell us who you are what you do i mean i think my intro was pretty sufficient you know just about how amazing you are but uh, we want to hear about you and like the world that you live in and what you do and uh, tell us about some fun stuff you have going on. Yeah, so um, yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of wonder like exactly how far I should go with the description because my life is like all over the place in a controlled way. Let me say that it's uh, it's very controlled. I, I know what's going on, hmm. um, but it's. Um, it's not a typical nine to five, and I love that. Um, I've been doing, best. I've been doing, which I think probably a lot of people that are going to listen to something like this, in the terms of uh, technology and uh, production, will be able to relate. Um, but that means obviously some late nights, crazy schedules, um, early mornings, but also a random free Friday to record a podcast. Amen. You know? um, so, yeah, so um, I'm a husband, I'm a father, um, and I'm a business owner. So, so yeah. Nice. How many kids? I have six kids. On purpose. Six kids on purpose, yeah. So I had, uh, I had four kids, and um, my wife and I were talking, like, do we want one more? We're kind of like, oh, you know, you know, the other kids were kind of fending for themselves, you know. They could, <laughs> they could fix their own breakfast, um, make a water, sandwich, they'll, they'll live. yeah, wipe their own butts. Like that was Amen. fine. My youngest Amen. was almost eight years old. So, and then we were like, yeah, you know, I mean, now's the time because I don't you know, definitely don't want to be any older, you know, having kids. But you know, who knows? Well, we had twins, um, so <laughs> now I have six. So Dude, I remember when you called me. <laughs> Was I laying in bed whenever I, I called you I like five in the morning? I don't know. You were like, hey, bro. So, you know, we're having a kid, right? And I was like, yeah. He said, well, we're having two of them. <laughs> I said, what? Dude, I don't think anyone believed me. <laughs> I didn't believe you. <laughs> I guess it's kind of my personality to be extra silly. Um, 
even though I'm, you know, I'm very serious natured as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of like if Jamie Tart and Ted Lasso, like, so kind of got together. Um, you know, but, um, but yeah, you know, just a little bit all over the place. But um, I'm also, um, you know, I'm down a clown. But I can be serious because, you know, you kind of have to be in this industry, too. Absolutely. It's it's a balance. It's an interesting balance. So how long have you been – what do you do exactly, and how long have you been doing it? So I'm an advertising photographer and director. Um, You know, it's it's interesting. I feel like this is the first time I've had the opportunity to talk about it in that way, um, in the sense that, like, that's a title that I feel like – over the past, you know, few months, I've had to just kind of own mm. um, because I felt like it sounds really pretentious. But like now that people ask me, like, what do you do? Like, I need to be very specific because I used to be like, oh, I'm a photographer. Well, then, well, can you shoot my wedding? No, <laughs> I don't shoot weddings. Well, can you shoot my seniors? Maybe. But like, I don't have time to shoot seniors, you know. Um, can you shoot this event? I don't know. Maybe, you know, so I'm not an event photographer. Um, I'm not a news photographer. I'm not a wedding photographer. I'm an advertising photographer and director. And I added director on there because I feel like, you know, over the years of the experience, director was also something that I never wanted to attach because to me, it seems like everybody wanted to be a director but now as I've positioned myself a little bit more, um, you know, nationally, um, and I'm starting to kind of see the trends I'm seeing that, you know, as a photographer, you have to do video as well. Um, and I don't, um, I'm also have the ability to bring something to the table versus just coming in and shooting it. Um, so am I trying to be a director in the traditional sense? Like, no, I wouldn't say that I'm trying to be like a, a video or movie director, but I'm an advertising photographer and director, so I can help direct your commercials, um, ad campaigns, uh, things like that. And I work hand-in-hand, hand, um, a lot of business-to-business, business, but I also do a lot of work with ad agencies uh, as well. Nice. So so you, you do, for somebody who doesn't... Um, no photography that well. I mean, I, I know a little bit. I've learned a lot in the past couple years. Uh, like you, so you shoot stills and video. Do those happen simultaneously for things, or do you just focus on one or the other depending on the job? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, it 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 is really job to job, and um, I think. Sp- Especially as um, work is elevated to a higher level and expectation when it comes to advertising and commercial, um, there needs to be a clear um, separation sometimes. Uh, Sure, there's a lot of digital SLR point-and-shoot type cameras that also do video. Um, And I think that's very easy to just switch on and off. Um, My my camera that I do stills with shoots video. It shoots great video. I'm not using that as a video camera. Um, now there might be some moments where I'm shooting a campaign and a client wants me to like, just pop off a couple of, you know, quick snippets, B roll style 
to use on social or things like that. That's easy to do. Not a big deal. But when it comes to, you know, more advertising or other video projects, it's kind of like I tell people, like, I, I need to know what you really want the most out of this from me. If like, I'm the only guy on set versus if I have a team, because for me to transition from photo to video, I can do that, but you need to anticipate and plan for the timing. The lighting needs to be different. Um, you can shoot photo on a video light lit set, but it's a lot harder to shoot video on a photo lit set that if you're using strobes, um, so I always say like, man, it's super easy if you're shooting a commercial just to like grab a stills camera and pop off some video. I mean, pop off some photos, but if I'm on a still set, it's a lot harder to switch to say, okay, now let's get some video too. Um, so, and I think part of that also just has a lot to do with the level of quality of work that I want to be able to produce. Sure. You can do it, you know. You can do it super easy. You can use the same camera for both things, but you know, shooting video, um, you know, at one two on a five D Mark II digital SLR style shooting is very, you know, you know, two thousand and three, you know, <laughs> kind of kind of look. Maybe it's more like two thousand thirteen. I don't know the exact years, but you know, I think that's that's a trend that. It's still happening, and you see that for a lot of like hype videos and things like that, and a lot of Sony users. You know, it's it's easy um, in terms of like you have a great camera that has great um, video quality, but it also has good photo quality. So um, that's just not necessarily my style. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit more like prepared, I guess you could say, good. or produced. Produce is probably the better word to say. Yeah. So you work on a lot of different types of sets but in the same kind of genre do you have like a, a favorite like type type of client is it advertising is it it's events? probably us honestly yeah actually you know i mean <laughs> yeah that's certainly a great uh question um you know for for me um what i like about what i do is that it is diverse um so to say i have a favorite Sometimes it's just the client might be the favorite, you yeah. know, and it's not necessarily the genre of what their product is as much as um, just working with them. So, for example, um, and I'm not I'm not saying this in terms of like favorite client or not favorite client, just to be clear. But like I have a client that focuses on healthcare, care um, and. I have great relationship with them as people and I love working with them. So the job could be super exciting because they have a diverse, you know, mm -hmm. diverse diversity in their projects. Sometimes they're really big projects. Sometimes they're really small, like event or an announcement point and shoot. And to me, like I enjoy both of those shoots with them because it's with them. Um, and you know, it's like I could, bring my computer to their office and edit all day and just hang out with them. Um, but I also love that, you know, I have another client that, you know, may just be a, your average Joe business owner and, 
you know, he wants to showcase a, a product and he's fun to hang out with too, you know? So the diversity there, I just really like, um, I guess when it comes to f- favorites, it's not usually a style as much as, um, I just always want to work with good people. Um, and want to do fun things, uh, creative things. Um, so, um, so yeah, I don't know if that kind of totally answers your question or not. Yeah, it but. does definitely. <coughs> Jamie's the kind of guy that can just. I've uh, I've had the opportunity to uh, and work with Jamie on several projects. He's uh, you've brought me with you on a lot of projects over the last couple of years, and you and I you here at the Bayou, and so um, we've been able to work a lot together in all kinds of spaces and places, but. It never, it never fails. No matter where Jamie goes, he is BFFs with every person he meets. Mm-hmm. And it gives me a little FOMO, if I can be honest. I'm like, no, we're BFFs. And he- <laughs> see, see, I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, challenge that because I feel like it's opposite. I remember, I remember doing a shoot um, in a hospital once, <laughs> and uh, Jeremy was my assistant, and this dude is like. I don't know if he even asked, but like he's hands on with the like surgical robot, like playing around in some like fake meat for lack of better term, doing stitches with this like robot and like, like, and everybody's like, oh my gosh, Jeremy, I'm just standing there like, yeah, I'm the guy with the camera, no big deal. But you know, I'm glad I brought him, but you know, that's, that's also something, (laughs) it's true, true story, but it's also something for me, like people don't always see this or recognize this unless they know me really well but i'm also um kind of a shy and introverted person whenever i'm not in control of my environment mm-hmm. um so being on those types of set with somebody who's maybe a little bit bigger of a personality allows me to kind of like kind of hide or you know step back a little bit and still like kind of provide this like fun cool like environment um you know what's important to me is that we don't take ourselves too, ser- too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I feel like, you know, especially, you know, in advertising and, you know, photography and video, like as the projects are elevated and the budgets get higher and higher, like there tends to be more stress and more tension. But the reality is it's like, we're doing the same thing mm-hmm. that we've been doing. Um, and sure there's more responsibility, but it doesn't mean that we have to, be more stressed about it, you know, Um, because we don't want that to hinder our creativity at the end of the day. I was, it was funny that you mentioned this. I was actually, me and Tony were talking about this other day because I was like, it's never that serious. Uh, I was like, it, it really isn't. If you think about like step away, look at it from an outside perspective of like what I'm doing or even what he's doing. Like he's, he manages a restaurant and like, it's not, that serious at the end of the day we're not sending people to jail here like we're giving them food or we're like giving them entertainment or we're we're giving them a product that they may or may not like and if they don't like it guess what? it's not that serious we can just move on like it, and i think if you you know if you take pride in what you do um then it's easier to maybe like step back and um maybe be a little bit more relaxed. Um, and, and not that other, you know, not that everyone doesn't take pride in what they do, but I do feel like, um, sometimes it's more of like a hustle mindset. So people get really stressed because they feel like, well, 
this is my last chance or this is my only chance. And while sometimes that may be the case, um, like when you add that stress, people start to really see who you are and they say like, is that a personality type that I want to work with? You know, is that, is that person cool under pressure? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, well, and, and, uh, working in as a production manager everybody used to tell me all the time and i still get it sometimes i just don't work that much in that way Uh, they're like i just feel calm around maggie if maggie's on the show like it's just calm we could be going through a crisis but she seems calm i'm like yeah because i it's not that i don't care because i care a lot but i'm like in this moment there's nothing we could do besides do the logical thing yeah like we don't need a extirbate the stress by just freaking out about it we're just going to go through the steps and at the end of the day we are where we are we can't we can't do any we're going to try our best and take pride in what we're doing but like it's just it it's it's okay we can calm down we don't you don't have it's not that serious and it is serious and to, to most people like to me if i'm like yes i care about it but at the end of the day it's just not that serious and by taking it serious you're stressing everybody else out (laughs) around you well i think that uh to speak to that i think like in the roles that we carry whether we're self-employed owning our own business production and theater in house of worship whatever we're doing the roles that we carry have high responsibility and in those in those scenarios we're the leaders like we're the people in charge, and uh, you know, in the in the in the great theological movie of uh, Remember the Titans, there's the guys that have this conversation. <laughs> Isn't this like the, the second time we've we've Not, been through this movie? Uh, Is that the only movie you've yeah, ever that's seen? The only one. <laughs> I think and, you uh, explained the whole plot. It's that and Ted Lasso. Yeah, like, so, on, yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. I didn't mean and to so, stop you. Both, both footballs. <laughs> the guy, yeah, one of the you know, Julius to the, talks to the guy, and he's like, "Your attitude sucks," and the guy's like attitude reflects leadership right so it's like yeah so it's like yeah so when you were you were pissy about maggie leaving i was being a bad leader she left because (laughs) she recognizes you get pissy whenever people leave so she was like let me do that too yeah if i would have watched remember the titans it's funny like we you told us that you might have stayed and you said that that thing i think in one episode somebody somebody needs to let me know because I've never watched it, but I knew what you were about to say. I used it for CYT camp last year. You did, but you did reference it last did week, I? and we're never going to hear it. Stop it! Oh yeah, last week. So no, it wasn't. It wasn't oh, last man. week. It was with Kieran. I did. I used I it with so. Kieran. Yeah. No. I think so. Well, no one will ever know. <laughs> did you not press record? I may or may not have deleted the whole. Sh- recording wow that's why i think we definitely referenced it within this past two weeks so it's been recent you said the whole plot line i forgot most of it but i do remember that was at cyt camp yeah it was cyt camp oh it was yeah it was was. okay listen here dirtbags but you did reference them on here trying to yell at me anyway i appreciate that (laughs) anyway we're out to insert the this is about jamie yeah not about anyway yeah, so bringing this back uh, Leadership. to the topic, I, you know, I think, I think, you know, to your point, you know, being leaders, you know, my, my clients, my customers, you know, they come to me to know that I have it under control and I can mm-hmm. take care of it. Um, and, and they're going to have fun. Yeah. You know, so, the, you know, the thing is, is like for the longest time, 
um, I don't know, you, you go through this, at least this is something that I'm starting to become a little bit more self-aware in. You know, for the longest time, I was maybe having that mindset of like, "Ooh, can I do it? Am I, you know, I'm stressed out. Like, it's, you know, I always try to balance the confidence and not cockiness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, over the last year or so, like, I've kind of started to recognize the difference um, that um, I'm able to bring to a client. And the confidence that I have because of my experiences. Um, And I would even credit that to, you know, the J3, you know, the constantly being able to go to someone to ask questions, to learn, to get better, you know, um, and somebody critiquing work and saying, yeah, well, that lens looks a little green or, you know, those little nuances that maybe you you notice or don't notice. And you're always constantly trying to improve to where now when a client comes to me, I can say with confidence, mm. no, like, like that's a great idea, but let's do this instead. Or here would be a great idea for you to do, or let's do this and, and have more of a conversation with them about their project, um, versus just like kind of doing what they ask for. Um, and I think that kind of also leans into the whole director perspective, you know, that director title, um, and not in the sense of like, Hey, I'm a film director as much as it is like, I'm here to, and I, I have an ability to direct your project because of the experiences that I've had. So come to me to help you problem solve those things. And I want to brainstorm. And sometimes I don't know the answers right away. Let's figure it out. Um, but let's let it be a discussion. Um, and let me also not try and just sit back and wait to see what you give me because I want to constantly elevate, um, the product and push the limits, um, so that at the end of the day, you can have better work because if you have good work, then I have portfolio work. Let's be honest. Like, and that's what gives me new projects. So why wouldn't I want every shoot to be the best shoot I've done? Yeah. Well, and it, I, this discussion, you probably experience this a lot of like, I have clients that, uh, I talk, I know them or I'm talking with them and I'm like, okay, you're hiring me for, for my, my work. Like you're, you're hiring me to do my work. You trust me to do it. And what I'm going to give you is probably going to be good. Uh, but then I have clients who they know what they want and they don't, they want me to just do it for them. And I can, I can sit there all day long and go, I don't recommend you do this. Like, I don't, with, with my experience, this has never worked out. But they will sit there and go, no, that's what I want. I'm like, okay, you're paying me to do that, and that's fine. And then it, it, it's a 50-50 shot at the end of the project. They're like, well, I didn't like it. And you're like, well, it's because I did what you wanted and you didn't take my advice. Or they're like, yeah, I'm happy with it. And I just tuck it away, and it never makes it onto my website. Uh, just cause I'm like, I, I don't, we disagree, but if that's what the client wanted, sure. That that's what it is. Yeah. And that, that certainly happens all the time. I mean, there's, there's plenty of jobs that never make it to the portfolio. Um, sometimes it's just the nature of what the job is. Um, you know, cause obviously like I will shoot a lot of different things. Um, but, um, it also makes me lean into the, the statement of like, do I have clients or do I have customers? Mm-hmm. And 
you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say I know the answer between a client and a customer, you know, from the dictionary. But um, <laughs> from the way I'm interpreting it, listening to our conversation right here, a client is someone that I have a relationship with in the sense that we have a discussion about the product versus a customer who just like, this is what you want. This is what you get done. It's more product based. Um, yeah. And beings that I'm not um, a wedding photographer, an event photographer, or... Um, I'm not selling sports packages or, um, you know, things of that nature. Does that, that mean I, I don't have customers, I have clients mm. and the clients that I have, I'm in relationship with. And I want, I want a lasting relationship with a client. I don't want to just do a shoot and leave. I, I want, I want a relationship to happen. Now I do understand that some people just need a one off, you know, yeah. Or they they only have the budget to shoot once every fifteen years. I don't I don't know. Like different customers or clients, you know, have different needs. Um, but for me, I want I want somebody that I can be in relationship with, and it doesn't have to be personal relationship. But I want them to to know me and to know what I stand for. Therefore, my crew, my team, I want them to represent that as well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I think that's why, I mean, that's why we love you and having you around. Like, that personality, the, the it's not, <laughs> it's not just about the work. It's about the relationship. The relationship is more important than the work a lot of the times. And I've experienced that with you in your, in your like, non-church world and working environment. Like, you're that way no matter what. And I think that's what, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm a, Maybe you're wrong, but my experience is when I was a business owner into the the world that I'm in now and watching you, like it's that kind of care that gets you the client, not the customer, like the consistency, the work, the relationship, even if they can't afford, you know, like even if they can't afford to hire you X amount of times a year, like they're always calling for the next thing. And I don't know, to me, in my experiences of working in this, you know, and just in general, like I, I'm, I'm, I am way more likely to go to the guy who cares about the relationship before I go to the person who just cares about the dollar. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, and that, I think. Well, I yeah, think I'm, it's like a step process, at least for me. Like, I, I start off with like a new person. I'm like, okay, this can be a client relationship. And then it's like you you assess, uh, and it, then you see how they work, and then you're like, oh, this is no longer a client thing because I don't think we work well together, so I care about the product. Hmm. And then once the product is not ruined but different than, like, what I would do, I'm like, oh, this is a this is a, a client that I'm just supplying what they want to mm-hmm. like it. There's a, there's a step process that I go through and I'm like, okay, well I, I tried to do what I thought was best and give it to you, but this is what you want, which is completely fine and completely valid. And I will give that to you. I might not take your job next time because. Yeah. And I think not- that's where it gets really challenging and complicated too. It's, it seems like it's like, Oh, well just be a good person. Um, I was actually listening to another podcast on the way in. Um, and it was a photographer talking about how when he was younger, he, um, he submitted his portfolio to ESPN magazine to shoot for them. And, um, and they like straight up told him like, 
yeah, you're not, no, this won't happen. You're not ready for this. Um, but his comment was, well, I, you know, I thought that I was going to get an op. She was right. He was like, first of all, I want to say that she was a hundred percent right. And she told him word for word, like the ESPN this person. Is, yeah, this is not going to work for you. Right. Right now. Like your, your portfolio is nowhere near, like you're not ready. Um, and he, he, his comment was, I thought I was going to come in on this on my merit and my personality. Mm. And it was a big reality check, you know? So it's, it's definitely an interesting balance because I think that's also something that for me personally, um, with, with anybody that I work with or works for me, like, even though I'm happy, fun, go lucky, whatever, um, I also am very intense. Yeah. You know, I'm very business. Um, this is very important. We're dealing with people's money. And, you know, I did, um, I was, I worked in the church world for 25, 30 years. I don't know, forever. Um, I'm 33. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I worked in the church world forever and I, I led a lot of people. And I obviously had to grow, you know, as a leader. But one of the things that, I saw as a leader, and I think Jeremy, you know, you can relate to this for sure. Whenever there's people that are under you and you're trying to express like a certain level of expectation mm-hmm. um, and a certain demand for quality, sometimes people's feelings get hurt, you know? And it doesn't mean that just because I'm happy go lucky and I'm the person that wants to hang out and all that, that I'm going to settle just for the sake of your personality. I want great people to work with, but you also have to be that person that can work well under pressure too. So it's, it's, it's this constant balance. And obviously in the church world, if you're dealing with volunteers, you know, as I have in the past, as you do now, um, even if you have a stipend employee, there's still this like, yeah, but they're kind of given their time. So what can I really hold them to and how do I not come across as a, but, you know, And, you know, even now for me, like not in the church world anymore, full-time freelance, having crew and, you know, uh, staff members that like report to me, (coughs) excuse me, whenever I set an expectation and you don't meet it, like I'm coming down Mm. and I'm going to say, this is what's up. And it's not personal. It's just, you're representing me now, Mm -hmm. you know? And I expect, in fact, I demand this level of quality because I don't want to lose a job or disrespect a client um, in any way because of the way that my crew either acted on set or showed up late or was irresponsible or, you know, just, you know, there's so many different things that could happen. Um but just because you're the fun-loving guy that everybody wants to hang out with, it doesn't mean that, like, I, I'm going to invite you to come on to set. Right. You know? Yeah. It's hard to make that distinction, uh, especially if you're a, a funny, goofy person. It and really you is, have yeah. To get, you have to get serious. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like I come off the opposite, where I, like, come in extremely hard, and then I have to, I like, cool down. I'm, they're like, oh, she's not really angry. I'm like... No, I'm not angry. I'm just like, I want to get it done. 
and I like I'm gonna set this expectation of like we're not friends first like I would like to be your friend but right now at this moment we're working and like we're colleagues uh, and we're here for the same project and to get it done and we it, it it's either look it's my look that you're portraying or it's both of us and you should also take pride in that so we have to get it done mm. so yeah it's hard to to make that distinction especially when you work with I friends well here here's you know here's a, a way that i was able to um i recently had a a, a challenge with a with a, a client customer i'm sorry client yeah what do we customer client <laughs> with a with a client um where um uh, there was a video project and i delivered a file and they took the file and they re-edited it they didn't even send me any um critiques critiques or anything because they had the ability to do it and you know in some ways i guess you could argue the fact that, that like well i i did this for them um but the reality was is this project was even though it was something small in terms of like the shoot the edit um and what we got um it was going to have a lot of legs a lot of people would see it and there's a lot of people that know that i'm the one that shot that because of the organization um but i wanted to be able to put my best face forward and represent me well so i told him i said look you know like allow me the opportunity to finish it you know i'm here to make those edits and you know in some cases you're like oh thank god like i didn't have to finish that project or edit it because that client was crazy you know whatever like sure there's maybe some of those cases but you know these people are public speakers for example and i told him i said look i said there's a difference from like let me put it in your world if if you help me write a talk and we work on it together and all this stuff but you just helped me um and then i went give the talk and maybe i bombed it or whatever but no one knew that you helped me do the talk like no big deal right but if you help me write this talk and before i give the talk from the stage i say jeremy lecomte helped me write this talk he actually you know what jeremy lecomte wrote this talk Here's Jeremy LeCompte's words. Hmm. And I added a little bit at the beginning. I added a little bit at the end. And I put a little bit in the middle. You're going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. I didn't, I didn't write that talk. I helped, but I didn't write it. Yeah. You're going to immediately want to defend it. So it's kind of like that's that separation between like art and, you know, sometimes I shoot footage or I take photos or whatever and I just hand the files over and I don't know how they're going to be used. I don't know where they're going to go. Like, you know, all those things. And sometimes I don't have control, but it's, it it is important to me knowing that, you know, and this, this wasn't an agency client. Normally this is never an issue with agency clients. Um, this was a business to business relationship and, um, and yeah, so it just kind of like put a little bit of tension up front, but you know, we ended up working it out and I said, Hey, can we have a zoom meeting? Cause I wanted them to see that I wasn't like angry or frustrated or upset, but I did want to take the opportunity to educate them on that 
particular project mm-hmm. and how important it was to me. And I said, you know, and there are going to be some projects where you just need some footage and you want to edit it together and that's fine. Yeah. You know, but this one is big. Were you able to resolve it? Yeah, I was. I was. And I also like financed an audio engineer and, you know, other things out of my pocket for this project because I saw the value of it and it was mm-hmm. really important and I knew it was going to have a lot of legs. <clears throat> so I, you know, I never want to add that pressure to a client to think, oh, well, you know, he's paying for this extra stuff. But I, I wanted them to understand that, like, I believed in their project enough that out of my pocket and not going to them for extra funds, I hired a separate audio engineer to capture this audio, to mix it, to master it, you know, to do all of that stuff so that this project sounded really, really good. Hmm. So by you adding a little music bed or, you know, this or that or the other, you know, and, you know, they, they took it like champs. I mean, they were great. And I think we're going to be better for it because we're looking for a long-term relationship. Um, and I think it's just going to be incredible to, you know, all the things that we're going to do. But I think also like they worked in a different way before right. they worked with somebody who maybe they had in house and it was easy to go in and like make the changes. And they did like exactly what they wanted them to do. Yeah. But like, I don't want to do exactly what you want to do. I want to do what's best for the project. And sometimes that might be exactly what you want, but I want to, I want to help bring a little perspective to it as well. I've had the opportunity to work with many different agencies, big brands, like those kind of things. And I'm taking, are you allowed to say what big brands you worked for? Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess I can say, (laughs) I mean, it's up to you. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for for, yeah. for the perspective. For perspective, yeah. So you know, I've worked with, um, let's see, um, brands such as like Southwest Airlines, Timex, um, um, BMW, North America, um, Dr Pepper, Cox Communications. Uh, I was potentially on a job, but I had to turn that one down for a scheduling conflict. Um, but yeah, and some some other ones you can see some of the list on my website, I guess, if you go to my about page. But um, you know, for perspective, it's like that. Just because of those opportunities that I've had and seeing like how certain things are handled, um, you know, I've been able to bring that into my projects for the other my other clients that I have mm-hmm. that may not have a uh, an agency attached to them um, or may not have a huge budget, but I can. I can really help finesse and take their project to the next level. But sometimes it's like, it's hard because there's a stereotype in their head mm-hmm. um, of what they've seen and what they think looks good. Um, and, you know, I used to, I used to use this example all the time uh, in the church world. It's like a lot of times I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout out to, to Josh at uh, OSC. Um <laughs> A lot of times they would say like, well, OSC is doing this, 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 this. And it's like, I'm like, okay, that's great. Cool. But like, you know, mad props to them for doing it great. But you're just looking local. Mm. Like what's, what's Bethel doing? What's Elevation doing? What's these bigger churches? And then don't even stop there. Like go even further. Like you shouldn't be looking at a church or a client or a customer that's like at your same level. You should be looking further beyond what you're doing because if you're only comparing to what's already at your level, like then you're already at your ceiling. 
Wow. You should yeah. be going, you should be going beyond. And yes, like you want, you know, I used to, you know, pastor Sean here at the Bayou, like when he was a youth pastor, you know, he would do these little videos and I would, you know, jump in on some videos and like, he was an inspiration, you know, like, Oh, like that's a great idea. We should be doing something like that. <clears throat> but for style and, and content and quality and all that stuff, always wanted to take it much further beyond that. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it, I think it's, it's never the, uh, a, I find it's more likely than not, never a, a spiteful thing to change people's work or like in situations like that. It's just like a lot of people don't know cause they've never worked with somebody that like that before. Except like me, if you go see a theater show and you open a playbill and I'm listed as lighting designer um and this is like all over you're you as a if i leave it for an operator to run it you do not make changes to the show because at that point like i I don't know what's happening and that's why i get so nervous to leave shows because even down to timing timing is so important for lighting changes and i'm like if if the timing's off on these cues uh, and they look like who's doing the lighting, they open it up and my name is there. It's like, yeah, it's a small town. Nobody's really going to do anything about it. But it, like to me, I'm like, I'm very prideful in the work that I put yeah, out. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're artists yeah. and this is also our livelihood. So, you know, for, you know, someone else coming in and, um, you know, having a small little, opinion or like they, they put out a, maybe a, um, a less than quality, you know, hundred percent quality product, like to the, for them, maybe they're going back to their day jobs or just kind of doing whatever it is that they're doing, you know? Um, but for me, like that might mean the difference between a job today or a job next year, you know? And, um, that might, that might mean whether I, I can stay in business or not because of what they've seen or what they experience. And I would say same for you, like if I'm sitting there as a as a guest in a show and I see a lighting designer and I need to hire a lighting designer, but it went really bad, I'm just going to be like, ooh, who's Maggie Martin and this is terrible, you know, like, yeah. but yes, yeah, you always want to have that control and be in that driver's seat, but like, you know. It's tough. You can't say there. You just go silent. Well, I don't know if you are giving signals like it's time for a rap or no, something. No, I was itching my ear. I was just like, no, I was, like, I was like, I, no, you know, I just, I'm itchy today. I was, I was having a conversation. Uh, I was having a conversation with someone. Well, this is perfect, perfect little segue because you know, talking about sets and like my attention to detail and all that stuff and being happy go lucky. Like, I don't know if it's you know ADD or what, but like I notice everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm cataloging it, you know, so maybe it's something that I use in a little joke later and people are like, oh my gosh, where did that come from? Not that I'm a comedian in any stretch of the means, but, um, but yeah, like if something happens on set or there's like a little nuance of like, you know, an assistant is on their phone 24 seven, like, you know, I see those things. I notice those things. Um, sometimes they bother me. Sometimes they don't, but it's like always trying to perfect and hone the craft and the experience and you know don't get me wrong like a lot of times i'm the one making the mistakes Mm -hmm. you know um but now that now that i do projects that are um 
maybe a little bit bigger, more involved, I, I need other people to help support these projects. Um, and then knowing that these people represent me, like it's even more, um, important that I like really try to instill those practices and procedures, you know? Do you have like a, a, a group of people you enjoy working with, like first calls and they're, are they pretty consistent from project to project yeah, or I, you constantly I, work with some, some different. Absolutely. Groups? Absolutely. I mean, it depends on the project. You know, sometimes I'm invited in onto projects. Um, and you know, here in Lafayette, there's like a community of people and, um, and sometimes I, I'm on a different, you know, there's also like kind of groups, um, but, uh, but yeah, I try and work consistently as much as possible with the same people, um, and always open to new people. But part of the, me being with certain people in a consistent way is one, I can kind of understand and know their mannerisms and what level of trust I have to just leave them in the room with a client. And I know that sounds random, but like oh, no, it's you never really, know what's yeah. going to come out of someone's mouth, yep. you know, and sure we might be, you know, there's, there's the realities of like, you know, I'm more of a conservative in terms of my religious beliefs, but I work in a very um, liberal uh, environment, but I respect those people, mm-hmm. you know, do I believe all the things that they believe? no, but it doesn't mean that I have to like hate on it. Yeah. But I've also been in situations where I overhear someone saying things that are very inappropriate, not in like, um, just in terms of like, they'll criticize someone who's liberal or vice versa. Somebody who's liberal criticizes somebody who's conservative. So I always try and be mindful of like who's on set and how they're going to carry themselves around people. Not, not someone who's maybe more conservative, somebody who may maybe more liberal, but I think the reality of like the current climate of the you know country and everything else, I'm not into all the political you know stuff, but um, I think that's just a very big reality that as a business owner I have to be mindful of. Yeah, um, and I want to respect someone that, regardless of their their beliefs, I want them to feel respected. Well, and it it's people people uh, interactions are such a big thing. Uh, I will we talk about this constantly. Where we're like, okay, why don't we hire him for this job? And I say because he can't go talk to the client. Mm. Like not that he not that he's gonna say anything bad, but he is not confident, or she they are not confident, and the because the client doesn't know who's they know who's in charge, but they don't see that everything has to go to that person. They're just going to turn to somebody who works there and is like, Hey, this is, this is broken. Can we fix this? And that person goes, uh, I don't know. It's, it Mm -hmm. makes them weird. It makes us weird. So then like, you're trying to go behind and like, well, it drops the confidence. Yeah. It's, it's a huge knock and to just be able to problem solve and to be able to look at somebody and go, uh, you know what? I'll go, I'll go find out is a huge skill that mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. everybody has and it is a necessary one to just be confident in leaving somebody to talk to a client and to to work through it. Yeah, if you're in a controlled environment where like you're doing a build out on a room that's like totally empty and you know no one's going to be there for 14 hours, you know, sure. Like <laughs> I don't mind having that person cuz they know the technology and they're a hustler, but like 
you know, at the end of the day, if there's like nuances of like just being quiet on set when you're doing video, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> yeah, how, like stop moving in your chair. Like, you know, it's little things that, um, it, they could be great at a million things, but like sometimes just being attentive to what's going on is more important than whether you can carry and set up a light. Yeah. You know, because I can teach people how to set up a light, but yeah. I can't teach people how to act on set. It's hard to teach people the people process. Yeah. Yes. It's so much easier to teach someone who has the people skills to do the technical work. Oh, it, it, well, it, I think I told you my theory on this because it's a, it's a phenomenon to me of trying to figure out people because I'm like, he know, like, they know what to do. I'm like they, I know that they know what to do because I've seen them do it by themselves. But why am I standing here telling them specifically what to do? Or like whenever I go to like just, and I was like, it's the way that their hands move. <laughs> I was like, they're just like, or their facial expressions. Yeah, like they're not just proactive and doing, which is nobody's fault. They're like, it's just some people's personality. But it's hard to teach somebody to, to like. Be ready for things like right. be 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 alert. Be on standby. Like, I think those are the things that like standby. Uh, yeah, <laughs> those those are the things that um, you know you can look at something and say, well, anyone can do that. You know, and that may be true, but like, what makes someone a a good business owner? Mm-hmm. Um, what what makes someone a good director? What elevates them to that level? is those nuances um because yeah sure you could say well it doesn't matter if you have a degree um it doesn't matter if you're doing this you do that i mean you could be some obscure artist like in a basement but like unless you have people skills you know for for what i do like you know maybe you're just an editor and you never talk to the client Mm -hmm. you're only talking to me you know but um i think i think that's just it's really hard um, for me to um, really kind of know who I'm going to trust to a full extent. Um, and I'm very specific on who I bring on. And nine times out of ten to our our points earlier, like I'll bring someone who has way less experience if there's someone that I know that's going to be respectful. Um, if there's somebody that I know that's going to like have a good work ethic, you know, because I'll jump in and like help. And like, I can say like, Hey, just bring out these things, you know? And like, if if I have them enough on set, then they're going to learn. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the, the personality, you know, that's something that they've been learning since they were born. And that's not something I'm going to be able to change right away. So it doesn't mean that I might not connect. I'm like, I don't have, I don't have time to, in in these situations, sometimes I don't have time to Mm. teach you that, like Mm. to teach you how to. That's honestly, to bring us all the way back to the beginning of our conversation, our Ted Lasso conversation. Like when someone, for instance, you know, like you're exiting this position to a different position, Maggie, uh, for someone else. Like part of the emotions that I get as a leader is now I got to teach somebody else all the things. It's so exhausting to, Mm -hmm. to have to constantly in, in in the world that we work in as production folks, it's like, it's a never ending revolving door of training again and again 
and again because that person may not be available for this shot for this shoot so you got to get another per, another a new individual that you're you know you have on the wing that you've been kind of thinking about mentoring or for you maggie you've got multiple projects so you're going to leave somebody at the theater to manage that show you're going to set up and leave it but then like if that person that you trust is not available then you have to train someone else and like the the world that we live in i think it's it's so important to always have someone or two someones or three someones always in the wing ready to to rise to the occasion that's the hard part in my opinion you know like this young cat that i was talking about earlier um you know he's he wants to come and learn and he and he's hungry he seems to be humble he seems to be moldable and but he's going to take a lot of effort yeah you know but if you put in the time and the effort the reward is on the other side when they are when they're ready to step in to the role that you've have you've been training them for uh and you can have the confidence to walk away knowing but that takes so much effort yeah and i think and you know in the photo and in production world you know people see all the technology and they're just like and there's so much money being spent, like blah 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 blah. Like it's, in in some ways that's very true, um, but that doesn't always translate to salaries mm-hmm. um, or pay. Yeah. So everyone, I feel like everyone in this industry, maybe you get there. You know, like I'm freelance full time now, but I've been doing a side hustle for the last. I mean, I don't know, twenty five years. Um, as long as you've been in ministry because ministry can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the, that's the thing in, in production, like, you know, for whether it's for an assistant or whatever, like I, I can't afford to just like pay people yeah. like you, the Bayou or, you know, whatever, you know, production company you're working for, you know, the shows are like short and sweet, like, mm-hmm. and they're on a Saturday and, and they're being funded, you know, half the time through like a nonprofit, you know, art center or, you know, something in that case. So like, you know, whoever is going to be on the crew is going to be also working for a band and also working for a church on a Sunday morning and doing all these side hustles. Mm-hmm. So when something that has substantial opportunity for income, they're going to really consider like, oh, you know, like maybe this is something that I need to do. So they step out. But we're constantly dealing with that revolving door because unless it's somebody that's like you've they've already come in basically retired from everything else and they're <laughs> yeah. just going to be there every Sunday like there's constantly going to be new people in and out yep. you know yep. yeah yeah that's the hard part well listen we have had a really great conversation it's like sometimes you sit with your friends and like next thing you know it's three hours later and sometimes you sit with somebody you don't enjoy a conversation with and you're like holy cow it's it's only been 15 (laughs) minutes uh that's not the case today i really enjoy getting to hang out with you anytime jamie so did we start yet (laughs) (laughs) actually no that was just just the intro we're definitely gonna have to do a v2 a jamie v actually here's what i really want i want eventually josh will get his shot his time and then i want like a j3 slash standby moments like mashup where we're all in the room together. Mm. That's going to be an amazing mm. conversation. But uh, with the end of, we're at the end of our time, and we can't end our time officially until we ask you the question. So, Maggie, do you want to ask the question today? Yeah, sure. All right. 
So we asked every guest what their standby moment was. This could be uh, a moment that you were stressed and you just had to stand by or a moment that you were happy and you were just standing by or uh, after a rehearsal late at night, you were just like hanging out three hours later, you're still just sitting there talking or like you, you're just taking it all in. So, so that moment that you were just standing by and you were like, this is, this, this is a, either a great moment or a, or a life changing moment. Oh, that's, that's a great question. Cause I feel like at the end of every job, I'm kind of like in that standby days of like, Oh my goodness. And then I still have all this other editing and post stuff to do. <laughs> but, um, in the spirit of uh, a specific moment, I guess my my standby moment was more like career um, progression. Um, in a standby moment, uh, I was had just finished doing a um, a live production for a youth retreat. Um, I was in charge of all the AVL, and um, it was an awesome awesome retreat. Like to the point where I was inspired, even though it was for youth, like. You know, those, those retreats, just, sometimes it just, like, really hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember just, like, absolutely, like, loving it. It was great. It was incredible. Um, and then the next morning, I'm uh, – uh, maybe it was the next afternoon, I had picked up the twins from daycare, and I'm, like, two blocks away from the house. And the Lord put it on my heart, like, okay, you need to give up all that and just go full-time with your business. Like, no side hustles anymore just do it and uh and i was like super stoked you know mm-hmm. went home told my wife i was like ah da, 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 you know and she's like you just can't make a penny less than what you're <laughs> making right now and uh i woke up the next morning i was like what the hell was i thinking you know like questioned everything but you know through discernment and prayer and um you know financial evaluation and all these things yeah, I, I decided to go full time freelance, and um, you know, and it's it's been a whirlwind on a bullet train ever since, and it's been incredible. Incredible. I almost don't feel like there's been a transition because I feel like I've just been still doing the same thing that I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, which is it's kind of cool, I guess, you know. Um, but yeah, I would say that's my standby moment. Awesome. That's awesome. I got to be, I got to, I got to be a, a evaluator in that process, which I appreciate. Not evaluator, but like a, a counsel. Yeah, and, uh, I, and I needed it. And the thing is, you know, I didn't want to make the decision like out of the gate, and I didn't want to make it like without discernment. You know, it was something that I felt like I could never do, um, because you know, six kids, you know, like salary plus the side, you know, hustle in the business and, you know, just stepping back. I, you know, I give credit to all the experience that I had, Mm. you know, I needed those COVID live production shows. I needed, I needed J3 to happen. Like I needed like, um, the, the good, bad and the ugly experiences in in ministry or ministry IT and production so that I can learn all these things so that now, it's not a cockiness. It's a confidence that everything that I've been building for that slow, steady pace, I've just been doing it and doing it and doing it. And it's like, now I'm ready, Hmm. you know? So I feel like that's also like to tie back in that whole director thing. Like 
now now being out of all of the the ministry stuff and you know the leadership and all that i'm able to step back and assess and clear my headspace for my business and to say no this is something that i do know and i can offer and i can help and i recognize the quality of my work is better than it it's it has been um always needs improvement let me not like you know um, and there's still a lot that I need to do and change and update and curate, but I'm seeing things getting better. I'm seeing things getting better, and now I have the confidence to go out and, and share that. That's awesome. Super cool. Yeah. Well, hey, Jamie, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for thanks for having me. making the time. Yeah, this has been a fun one. It has been a fun one. It's going to be a little bit on the longer end, but like it goes by so quickly, I think. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. Anyway, hey, for all of you who've been listening, who've been keeping up with our with the show, uh, we we appreciate you. Thank you for uh, just coming along the journey with us. Like, we started this year, kind of didn't know what we were doing, where we were going, but we knew we wanted to do it. And so um, we've gotten, I know that I've gotten a lot of people who've come up to me, I say a lot, several people who've come up to me and like, told me how much they've enjoyed the shows. And so that encouragement is keeping us kind of moving ahead and so keep it coming if you see me you see maggie you see whitney or jamie or whoever's in any of the shows come and tell us you know if it uh, made an impact in your life um we love it we enjoy it and uh we're grateful for you so if you like it subscribe to it and share it tell your friends tell your mama tell your daddy tell your brother and sister until next time Adios. hasta luego should we turn on the light now we're still in the dark bye <laughs>